0: This is a Heel Turn Collective production. You cannot counter-program the love, the genuine feeling, the damn revolution that is all elite wrestling! This is one with the undercard, All Elite Edition. All right, it's time for another edition of One with the Undercard, the All Elite edition, where me and our boy Jay Johnson here just talk all things All Elite Wrestling. Jay, how's it been going this week so
1: far? Oh, man, what a week. What a week. Lance, how are you?
0: Oh, you know, I, I, I can't complain. I got a little vacation time coming up, I'm taking the family. Uh, we're actually doing some stuff, and it's kind of hard with the COVID stuff going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I took a week off of work. And, uh, you know, so it gave me plenty of time to check out all elite wrestling this week. uh, The first week of uh, Fighter Fest, isn't it?
1: Yes, this was week one of Fighter Fest.
0: Absolutely. And it it went up head to head against NXT. um, NXT using the Great American Bash moniker. Not a fan of it uh, just because I feel like that's a total dig. At uh, at Cody and, and Dustin or Dusty Rhodes, excuse me. Um, so I don't like it, but at the same time I understand it. You're kind of at uh, you're at war, sort of in, in a ratings. So you you want to present a show opposite of AEW uh, that's kind of on the same page.
1: And they even acknowledged the the war in the show. MJF did he cut a promo before his match, and it boy was it good? But we'll get there in a minute. But first, let's dig into uh, what do they call the ratings.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, NXT actually won this week once again. Um, I can't remember since uh, the shows kind of started running concurrently. I can't remember NXT winning two weeks in a row. So this is kind of like a little momentum shift. I will say, though, um, and Chris Jericho mentioned this on Twitter, the 18 to 49 demo, which is the key demo that most networks care about, AEW crushed NXT in that. Wow. They finished 6th the, on the night in cable. NXT finished 13th. So even though NXT won the, the overall ratings in that 18-49 to 49 demo, AEW once again came out on top. So I think if you're a fan of all elite wrestling, that's a good sign that you're not losing that core uh, base of your audience because NXT, it seems like, weekly only wins the 50 plus battle. So uh, if you're an all elite wrestling fan, it's definitely a nice change of pace to kind of see that on on the uptick.
1: And I don't think you can get too concerned about a week or two of bad ratings of, of a, a loss, so to speak in the, in the ratings uh, war. So I I think two weeks of, um, and and it was much closer this week than it was last week. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely. I, th-
1: I think it's a little too early to be getting. Uh, I think it's a little too early to be getting nervous. But it was much closer than it was this week than it was the week before. Woo wee! Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's uh, the last week. Obviously, AEW had the lowest rating since I came on TNT. Came in at six hundred thirty-three thousand. Me and Jay talked about it last week. You can catch that episode in every episode we've done in the archives. And with that being said, Jay. It's time to get rocking and rolling, buddy. Let's um, do it, Chris, Chris Jericho on commentary again this week. The four man booth. Look, I'm a fan of Jericho in the booth, but the four man booth is really fucking. We- or it's really wearing on me. Um, so I, uh, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about the four man booth?
1: The four man booth feels crowded. I don't know who you kick out. Uh, I, I don't know who you toss out of the booth, but it's it's a little. Uh, it's a little much.
0: Yeah, it's a little crowded. <laughs> uh, Jericho comes out with the Canadian jacket on. Uh, it was Can- uh, Canada Day. I was gonna say Canada Day. Uh, it was Canadian Canada Day. Day. Yeah, the official so, uh...
1: Independence Day for Canada. Uh... <laughs>
0: Absolutely, um, but but he does join uh, the commentary booth. First match right off the bat: MJF and Wardlow against the Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Lucha Source coming out with Marco Stump. But before that, we get a fantastic mjf promo jay i would love to know your thoughts on this promo uh that mjf cuts
1: we say it week after week mjf is a star yes, I, I, he is. I don't think anybody's i don't think anybody's disputing that unless you just really hate uh a good heel
0: yeah MJF which is the is point a- of being a good heel you know
1: yeah no he's just he's a star yes he is and i think I, uh i think the pink getup was a little much but his word, his words, baby, woo wee. He yeah. was, he was, he was very good. Uh, he's looking right into the camera and calling out NXT, yeah. um,
0: saying that we're there in a ratings war, and how can you expect to get a W without MJF? Which is a fantastic point. They need to focus more on this kid. I know you can't base your entire show around one wrestler. But I got to say that the role that MJF really plays in AEW, I think he's ready for that prime time slot. I said it last week. I think he might be the next challenger for Moxley uh, coming up at All Out. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that – I think that MJF is ready to take that next step. Um, obviously, tagging with Wardlow here. Uh, me and you have kind of went back and forth on the Wardlow MJF relationship, where we kind of see that going. What did you? What were your overall thoughts on the opening bout of the night for Fighter Fest Night One?
1: I think that the finish was wrong. I and I love Jurassic Express, but I think that mm-hmm. the finish was wrong. Um, yeah, I think that this match should if if this match needs to turn out the way that it does, I think it needs to be flipped with the lumberjack match from last week. If you yeah. want Luchasaurus to pick up a win over, uh, over Wardlow, great. Do that on dynamite last week and then have MJF pick up the fall on fighter fest. I think MJF not picking up the one, two, three was a miss for this match.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Um, obviously Wardlow took the fall. It uh, wasn't MJF, but uh I think that um
1: now the the finish to the match was really good where UJF yeah. has the diamond ring, he goes for the knockout punch, falls just short of Wardlow, uh mm-hmm. while screaming at him, uh gets <laughs> bumped into him, knocks him off the apron, um, which which triggers the end. It was it was a good match. Yeah. Um I don't think it was as good as it could have been.
0: No, no. Maybe
1: I'm critical of it, but it sounds like you might agree with me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I think that if you're going to give, you know, look, um, I I don't remember off the top of my head who won the lumberjack match last week. Wasn't it Lucha?
1: Wardlow. Wardlow. Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, but I kind of agree with you that 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 should have probably been flip flop. I think here uh, MJF and Wardlow could have used that big tag team win, but maybe they are kind of teasing that split um, that th- we've been talking about for weeks now. Um, is it coming? Is it not coming? Who's going to be the f- heel and who's going to be the baby face and all of it? Um, maybe they're – because you did see MJF kind of yelling at Wardlow and things like that, maybe they're kind of – getting to that point where uh, you're going to start kind of feeling the tension start to break uh, between those two.
1: I think it's a little soon, honestly.
0: I, I, you know what? I don't think you're wrong. I think that, uh, I think that, um, but at the same time, I just have this sneaking suspicion that as much as I think MJF should be the next challenger to John Moxley uh, for the AEW world title, I think they might be pushing MJF and Warlow um, going head to head at All Out as one of the marquee matches. Um, do you find that to be a marquee match for a pay per view like All Out?
1: I think so. If you're gonna and if you're gonna keep MJF out of the title picture, you need to have him in a compelling story. His story with Jungle Boy was compelling enough, honestly. Uh, even yeah. even with minimal work, probably just because they're both fabulous workers. Yeah, but I think um, um, his his pay-per-view match with Cody, um, there was great build to that. So if they have time to give him a good build, I think they can make I think they can make a great match with whoever they decide to put him with. If it's uh, they can have him wrestle Jungle Boy 100 more times and I would still say, yeah, great. I'll watch it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing like um, we've only seen small samples of Wardlow, but what we've seen of him, he's been impressive. Like he has, he moves well for a big man, but he doesn't you know, have he's the record
1: not- to back it up. He's so athletic that running yes. hurricane rana he does is just insane.
0: Yes, it is, but it just feels like he's taking too many losses right now. I don't like it because you're trying to build him up as a monster, and if he just keeps getting beat, nobody's gonna believe it because they're going. He's gonna be the big show of AEW where he just flops between heel and face and just you know fucking sells and, and loses to everybody. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean. We have that. Um, they also they show a commercial for the uh, AEW Puppy Battle Royale, um, which is kind of funny in a sense. Um, they had just cute dogs, and <laughs> I can't I can't say cute dogs. The thirty one year old man with a straight face. Jay, how about you?
1: Uh, I I'll be honest. I had no idea that was even a thing. So uh, this is news <laughs> to me.
0: Yeah, I got you. Um, then we saw Lance Archer getting in a fight with Joey Janela. Um, you know they're. They kinda get split up by Sonny Kiss and, and Jake Roberts is there as well. More build up to Archer and Janela for next week, uh for night two of Fighter Fest. Uh that's probably one of my least uh my least look
1: forward to matches. How about you, Jay? Absolutely. That's the one that um I feel like every week there's a there's a match where I do something, like I read a book or order dinner. Uh that's gonna be the one next week. Um, Absolutely. So um then we have. I, new- I, I let, let me talk about this for a second. I don't know. Yeah. Like they they want to build Lance Archer as a monster. Great, do that. But he he's already lost steam when he lost to Cody. I don't know. I just I don't know if I can get on the Lance Archer train.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. I I get it. It's it's Lance Archer is definitely. Um, I feel like with guys like Lance Archer and Wardlow and and Luchasaurus, what I'm afraid of is that a lot of people have been saying, "Well, you need bigger guys in the company to kind of you know combat with the smaller guys." I feel like they're going to go almost too much at once, where you have like just these mountain of dudes that come in and they're monsters and things, and and uh, I just think for me, honestly, it, it might be a little bit too much. Uh, at the same time, I think Lance Archer is going to get lost in the shuffle, which is a damn shame because I think he had a solid match with Cody at uh, um, Revolution, and and so I I don't know. I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting for sure, or, or double or nothing. I am sorry, I spoke not Revolution, double or nothing, but uh, um, but yeah. So I think I unfortunately I feel like Lance Archer might be kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and then we, you know what? Jay, I, I never thought I'd say this about an AEW women's match. You ready for this? Are you ready, ready for the hot day of the
1: century? I'm listening, baby. I think this
0: might be the match of both
1: Fighter Fest nights.
0: Ooh. Karo, Sheeta and Penelope Ford go out there. They have a hell of a match, man. This was the best I've ever seen Penelope Ford look. Um, she gave Sheeta a run for her money. She did. This was competitive from start to finish. Uh, there were a couple of close near falls where you were like, "Is Penelope Ford going to win the title right now?" Uh, I agree with with Sheeta picking up the win, retaining the title. But I really think this was almost a coming out party for Penelope Ford. What say you, Jay?
1: Penelope Ford was a damn star last night. I, she stole. I mean, the, she stole the show.
0: She did. And that's what I'm saying. Like her and her and Kip Sabian, uh, that's really catching on. I feel like if there were fans in in attendance, they'd be really behind these two and really just getting up and, and, and feeling good about them. But Penelope Ford man really showed me some stuff last night. She can go. She can go in the ring with with some of the best because I think shida is probably one of the better women's wrestlers. That's why she's the champion right now because she's one of the better women's wrestlers. I mean, in all of wrestling right now, she does the the Falcon Arrow as her finisher, and I love that move. That move is awesome. It looks awesome. Um, but yeah, Ford got a lot of believable offense in yeah. here, and the match the match got good length. So um, after watching this, what were your uh, what were your overall thoughts, Jay? Uh,
1: I take back what I said last week about penelope ford where i said i don't know um <laughs> if you go back last week and listen i was pretty hesitant about penelope ford mm-hmm. in this match she certainly proved herself uh she was yeah. she was really good i there were a couple times where i was like no way there's no way she can't win there's no way oh my gosh she's about to win and it, I, the whole match was everything was just so good throughout the whole match
0: absolutely and and this is these are the types of matches um I didn't think the I didn't think the match the tag match to open was uh, really anything to write home about. Uh, this match here are the type of matches that you want to have when you have a big show like Fighter Fest. When you have big shows like Bash at the Beach, these are the kind of matches where you're like, okay, this is going to take the women's division. These two are going to carry the women's division until you know we we highly acclaim Britt Baker every week on this show um, until she gets back. These two are going to hold the fort down. And I'm all right with that after what Penelope Ford showed us last night.
1: One of the things I will say, my my biggest complaint about this match is that finishers were not sacred in this match. Two Falconeros yeah. were kicked out of. Actually, one yeah. of them was countered immediately, um, <laughs> which I didn't love. And yeah. uh, Ford hit two backhand spring stunners. Um, That we're both kicked out of so that's that's probably my only complaint about the match but I suppose that can be I suppose that's kind of nitpicky. But overall, it was it was a good match.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We have Taz out with uh, your favorite man with facial hair Brian Cage. Get out of here. being the talking face for him. Uh, Taz really talks about the paradigm shift and that John Moxie might not be able to hit him with it because of Cage's thick neck, which is something I don't think I've ever heard before. And I don't think I ever want to hear um, again. If somebody hey, give somebody comparing...
1: a break. He yeah. he hit, he hit uh, Dean Ambrose has hit dirty deeds on Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman could eat Brian Cage for lunch.
0: Yeah. You hey, I don't think you're wrong there. Uh I, I I mean, anyone that listens to the show knows your long, uh, tenuous relationship with one Mr. Brian Cage and here it just comes back full circle, uh, especially with the announcement later on in the show. We'll get to it, obviously, um, that uh, the, the title match not, might not be happening next week. So uh, before we get to that, though, obviously we have the TNT title match, Cody and Jake Hager. Uh, JR makes a really interesting point on commentary, saying that these men are 16-2 and in AEW in singles matches, which is kind of funny if you think about it, because I think this is like Jake Hager's like maybe third
1: or fourth. Yeah, I was going to say, who's carrying a majority of the weight on that when It's yeah. Cody. Absolutely. It was definitely
0: Cody. So um you know what though? Uh, at the end of the day, this was another um solid match all around. I do it think was. Jake Hager, yeah, Jake Hager like he had offense he had he had, he was on offense a lot in this match. Uh, at any point, did you think Hager might win the TNT title? There
1: were a couple points where I thought Hager was going to pull it out. Also, I'm going to say this. I love having Hager's old lady come to the ring with him. She, <laughs> Sham, dog. she plays that heel role so yep. naturally. Yep, and She does did, such a good job of it.
0: Absolutely. She did the spot where she walked on Cody's back with the uh, high heels she was wearing. Um, just a lot of just... Hard-hitting action here. Uh, Jake Hager really, uh, he brought the heat, man. He's another one. Uh, I think he was grossly underused as Jack Swagger in the E. Um, I don't think that they really knew what they had in him. I think this guy's an animal, and I think that – I think nothing but good things for Jake Hager right now. He's the, the heavy for the inner circle. And I think that's a perfect role for him uh, right now. So um, Jake Hager, not winning the title here uh, wasn't really surprising to me. I, I did, I did think at some points, man, they're really going to do a title change right now. I think Cody holds it to at least all out, though, uh, and then he'll probably lose it there to somebody like Jungle Boy or somebody that could really use uh, a nice rub from beating Cody uh, for that particular title.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Jake Hager, if I can be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, hey, a, I think he's I think
0: he's my friend.
1: I think he's going to be a star eventually, but I think they're booking him all wrong cuz he's like it's another instance of like Wardlow or Lance Archer where he like he could be booked like an absolute monster, like the monster he is. But he's he's getting put in in these title matches and it's too much too soon and it makes him look weak. It it makes if he's supposed to be Jericho's muscle in the inner circle, I'm not buying it because I'm seeing him get beaten by quality opponents. Yeah, uh, you're right. He's he not really winning big I said this last week, I think, and I'll say it again, is that he hasn't beat anyone that he's supposed to beat yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you make a great point. When you think about, you know, you're trying to build these guys up to be unbeatable guys. You're trying to build them up to be, unbeatable monsters and yet he can't even beat anybody that's really you know a little bit above him in the hierarchy and every time he's in a big match it just seems like he's always on the on the canvas getting the one two three uh, and his shoulders are pinned down to the mat Uh, after the match I mean Cody wins obviously uh, after you know I so I thought I thought the the ending of this match was kind of weird too um, with, uh, Hager hitting the uranage into a slam, but Cody like rolls it over and, and pins. It. I thought that was kind of a weird wonky finish. Um, but like I said, I don't, I'm not surprised that Cody retained the title here.
1: I think the, ma- I think the match made sense. Um, I think the ending made sense because like, hey, they're, they're doing the, um, the spot where Hager's like, yes, uh, yeah, I win. I win. But then it turns out he pins himself. Not the first time this has happened with Cody. Also, I think I've figured out what makes Cody's matches not as exciting to me as I want them to be. I think it's because his matches just go a little too long. Um, we talked about this with the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about this with the Bucks last week. I th- and I think that's what... It, I was I was watching this match. I was like, yeah, this could be over. Like, I could, I could be done watching this match.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the, this match has has definitely uh, run its course. So. And, and um, Cody's
1: fabulous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I enjoy Cody as champion um and i think th- i think the ending to this match was good and the ending of this match made sense
0: yeah well he's a, he's definitely a bright spot for AEW if you think mm-hmm. anytime Cody's out there he really uh does what he needs to to kind of um he does what he needs to to um, get the point across, but his promos are usually fire as matches. You know, I look when Cody was in the E I didn't really follow it all that much. Uh, that was when I was kind of like out of my wrestling phase when he was with uh, Ted DiBiase. Not they were a phase, like, Lance. Yeah. I, wrestling is never a phase. But uh, uh, When he was with Ted DiBiase and they were legacy, I don't really remember anything like that. Uh, but, but seeing Cody here really take the reins, uh, not only in a wrestling capacity, but also in an executive capacity. Uh, It's really refreshing to see somebody who still has so much passion for the business uh, really do just what he wants to do and have his way with it. So big kudos to to Cody there. Uh, But after the match, um, Hager, you know, he kind of gets Hager thinks he wins the match, uh, but obviously, you know, he doesn't. Um, He had, Cody in the arm triangle, because so he won because of that. Uh, The referee pulls him off, and and Jake Hager decks him. I don't think that him knocking out the referee and getting quote-unquote suspended for 10 days uh, is any way to uh, really do this guy any favors. Would you agree with that, Jake? Yeah,
1: that was just like, it felt like, it's felt awkward. Yeah, yeah, I got you. It's felt awkward. Also, I want to praise the end of this match, um again really quickly because I don't think that they've protected crossroads enough
0: uh-huh.
1: uh as a finisher, as a believable yeah. finisher for me right now. Mm-hmm. And so if there if he's gonna beat Hager, it's gonna take like five or six crossroads at this point to knock out a guy that's the size of Hager. Yeah. And so that that arm triangle um where he pins himself, I think is the most believable ending to this match. And Still makes Hager kind of look like a like an animal, but also still makes him look weak um so i'll I'll praise the end of the match, but yeah, no the, the after where he decks the referee just felt like awkward,
0: yeah, it was just. I think it was a way that they tried to get heat back on Hager, but at this point, man, like, when you're losing matches like this, it just really doesn't do you any favors no matter what. If you want to
1: put the heat back on him so badly, why don't you have him just destroy Cody after the match? Boy, that'd make him look like a dang monster. (laughs)
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, just do something simple like that. Taking out a referee that is, like, probably – uh, six inches shorter than you are and about a hundred pounds lighter, you know, that doesn't really do much for me. So and
1: like referees have not been, uh, referees have not statistically in the past of any company uh, of any promotion been, uh, the strongest people out on the mat.
0: <laughs> uh, no, not at all. But, uh, after this match, so uh, we get a Darby Allen promo, he's in a phone booth and he says he's not medically cleared. He's shown on a skateboard, Uh, an escape park with some other guys. Um, Look, all I got to say right now, look, I'm a big Darby Allen guy. I am. I think the guy is a – I think the guy is – a lot of people compare him to Jeff Hardy. I can see that, but I could also see him like kind of passing Jeff Hardy because he won't have the same kind of trip-ups that Jeff had uh, throughout Mm -hmm. his career. Uh, He he would actually be able to to have a full, um, long career. Uh, With that being said, with me being such a Darby Allen, Mark, if he is in the new Tony Hawk game – I would be very excited about that.
1: I didn't think about that. That would be really cool. More Darby Allen skate promos, by the way.
0: Yes, please. Uh, I know Jay's kind of a skateboarder. I am not, however, but uh, yeah, it's always kind of cool when you see stuff like that. Um, Orange Cassidy shows up with a chair, and he sits beside the commentary table where Jericho is. Obviously, they're going to go head-to-head next week um, at Fighter Fest Night 2. They kind of talk trash to a little bit, and uh, you know... Jericho calls him a dipshit, which, uh, which I'm not upset about that. They're allowed saying stuff like that on, on, on air now. Uh, but, uh, then we, when Hangman yeah, came
1: out to the ring, uh, they, they do the, uh, the, there's always like some kind of funny line for hangman. It's like his this week was not afraid to say the S word and it killed <laughs> me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we, then we get, uh, th- th- more members of the inner circle, Santana and Ortiz taking on private party, Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy. Oh my
1: God. Is that private party?
0: Yes, that is private party. Believe it or not. Uh, they are coming to the ring by Matt Hardy. And you know what? Uh, I, uh, private party, anyone that's listened to any previous episodes, they're, they're very hit or miss for me. Either they're in matches that are, I saw them live when they took on the Lucha brothers, Uh, in Pittsburgh. And I I was there live and the energy in that building was just unbelievable. And I remember it was just the thing with private party though, that gets me every time is it's just spot after spot, after spot, after spot. And that's my complaint about a lot of bucks matches too, where it's just spot after spot. of after spot, no resting, no nothing. Just, you know, Hey, we got to hit him with this. We got to hit him with that. Hey, I got the four fifty. you know, it almost, it's almost like a dance routine and I don't know how I feel about it. You know, Santana and Ortiz are more of the just straight up brawlers, you know, the straight up guys that are really going to do a number on you, but private party here. um, It was a solid match, but it wasn't anything that, uh, it wasn't anything that kind of blew me away. Um, Private Party picking up the win was actually kind of surprising to me. Um, You know, they hit the gin and juice and then Ortiz tried to break up the pin, but he was just a little bit late. Um, How did you feel about this match uh, coming out uh, the other side?
1: I was unpleasantly surprised. I I think that they could build Santana and Ortiz better. Like what's happening to the inner circle right now? The inner circle is supposed to be this like unstoppable faction within the company. And they went zero for two last night. Yeah. And Um, that's,
0: that makes me believe that there's no way Jericho loses next week, by the way, 0% chance. They're not going to have every member of the inner circle lose. uh, I just, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it'll be it'll be kind of interesting.
1: But. Also, I'm a little bit over the spot fest uh, that is all private party matches. I mm-hmm. don't I don't think it's the most believable thing in the world where Santana and Ortiz are like sitting outside the ring for 30 seconds waiting for uh, someone from private party to jump over the rope at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and to it, catch them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the people in the wrestling industry have been critical of. Um, private party and things like that. I think they're solid. I think they're a solid tag team. I think they are really green though. And I think that they are built on a a style of tag team wrestling that I don't think I'm ready to accept just yet being kind of the purist that I am. Um, You know, they're not... So believably, if we're talking on a believable scale and, and when you're talking about wrestling, it's hard to talk about stuff like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you think about putting them up against a team like F like an FTR, do you believably think private party should beat them? No. Absolutely. Not, because FTR is built like a real like a real team or private parties, just more of a spot fest. And I hate to say that because I think both guys have a lot of potential, but right now it's just, they're, they're this style of, they're this style of tag team wrestling that I don't think I'm ready to accept um, just yet. Uh, Are you a fan of the inner circle going over two on night one?
1: I'm not, I was, I was expecting Jake Hager to lose the TNT championship match yeah. i was not expecting santana and ortiz to lose this i was expecting santana and ortiz to absolutely ground private party but i don't know if private party knows how to be in a match where they're not flying for like yeah, absolutely
0: you know it's, a, it's almost like that's how they were trained you know that's uh kind of the whole premise of their thing like they're just always you know up and and always just kind of like, and that be goes like
1: back it. to your comment of the dance routine like they they do their dance routine they hit their uh-huh. spots uh yeah. week after week and they like they it's very one-dimensional
0: yeah it's like it's like it like because you're right when a guy's waiting outside to catch you and you're doing all kinds of flips and stuff and it's 30 seconds outside the ring that doesn't really make that doesn't really make me suspend disbelief enough to be like wow this is real no, like-, like and i know if we are a
1: tag team, the last thing we want to do is stand there so you can beat us up. Like, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be, you know, and, and look, me and Jay aren't delusionalists. We understand that, uh, we understand that, that wrestling isn't real, but at least make me suspend disbelief for a little bit. Yeah. You know? And where it doesn't feel like it's just a choreographed, you know, routine, but, um, Next up, we got the uh, AEW Tag Team Champions, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, are interviewed by Dasha Gonzalez. Uh, Page talks, you know, hey, he likes the best friends, and they deserve a title shot, but when the titles are on the line, you know what I mean, it kind of gets, uh, the word deserve kind of dries up. Uh, Kenny says that week after week they have defeated every team in the division that they've thrown at them, and that this week will be no different. I I find this kind of funny because I don't think that they have been in many tag team matches, right? eight and I don't, 0. Think, I don't think what's that
1: they're eight and O as a tag team
0: they're eight and O. okay that's so not,
1: that's um, not week after week
0: no that's not I mean seeing how you've had the tag team titles for um I think they won it at the November pay-per-view didn't they
1: I believe they I'm did almost, yeah
0: I'm almost positive they won it there so since November it is July you're eight and oh so uh I don't know how many weeks that is my friend but uh that is not it's not eight Yeah, that is is definitely more than eight. So, Um, but uh, yeah, so I, and look, they had that classic match with the Young Bucks at Revolution. Um, That was a classic match, but I mean, to to say that you're just defending it every week is just the promo came off a little weird for me, for sure. Um, they, they talk about next week on Fighter, Fe- they talk about night two at Fighter Fest, Nyla Rose in action. We get SCU, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and Scorpio Sky taking on uh Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, and Stu Grace, and that should be a pretty solid six man tag match. Uh, Joey Janela taking on Lance Archer, private party. Um, th- they're gonna get an AEW tag team title match. Against the champions, uh, which you know, <clears throat> whoever that may be, we're not going. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, Young Bucks and FTR against the, the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade, and then it was announced that John Moxley and Brian Cage was actually pushed another week, um, and then they named that show the Fight for the Fallen. Uh, when I read that to you, how do you feel going into Fight Fighter Fest Night Number Two?
1: Uh, I think that uh, private party getting a championship match is an attempt to cover up for the fact that Moxley won't be on television next week. I think if they're gonna if they're gonna have uh, if they're gonna have a championship be defended, put Cody back out there because Codys yeah. talk, Cody talks about defending the championship week after week. Um, yeah, you're right. so i think I think that would be a better decision. Um,
0: yeah, I can't disagree with you on that one.
1: Giving private party a title shot, I just, I just don't think they are deserving of a title shot. If I can be honest, I yeah, mean, we I just mean, right now, we just talked I, about private party for a moment. We were we're not very high on them. I mean, you're much higher on private party than I am, and maybe I'm a little too hard on them. Um, but I I just don't think that they're worthy of a title shot.
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um. Then you know we have the Taz Brian Cage promo, Um, Jr. with a funny word uh, line and commentary. If I was Brian Cage, I would never wear a shirt. Uh, True words never spoken, my friend. Uh, I would never, uh, I would never do that either. Uh, Taz kind of, you know, goes into mocks it a little bit. Talks about fight for the fallen. Also mentions WWE, um, talking about the crew and how the testing has been real shoddy up until now. Um, Yeah, he took
1: a little shot at the E.
0: Yeah. And and Taz is really going in. I thought it, I thought it was a solid promo here from Taz. Uh, I think that the guy can talk his ass off. I mean, look, uh, his track record speaks for itself. And, uh, you've been open, openly critical of Brian cage the last couple of weeks, but you've also said that, uh, Taz being his manager is probably the best thing, uh, for him and the best thing to happen to him. So that microphone
1: um, out of his hands, baby.
0: Absolutely. So how did you feel about the Taz promo right here?
1: Uh, I I don't know how I feel about it if I can be honest. I think um it it keeps on par with AEW's more um, with AEW's more uh in your face, more um real life storyline uh angle that they are more inclined to take um but at the same time uh trying to be sensitive and, and trying to be sensitive of, of the virus and people who are affected. Um, because John Moxley has been exposed, uh, it's in his household to call him a, a chicken shit, I think was a, maybe a step too far. I don't know. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what I'm supposed to think. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For real. I mean, that's, uh, I think it's a solid. Problem. I think I do think I'm going to be a little bit more high in the match. I believe than you are. Um, I think that Brian Cage is an absolute stud. Uh, you don't seem to think that. That yeah. fucking that finisher though. It, it always it's terrifying. Always scares, it scares me. He's gonna he's gonna kill somebody if somebody doesn't land right doing that. So yeah, uh, I know I sure as hell wouldn't be getting up there and doing that. So um, though, and then uh, right after that though, we're ready for the. Ready for the main event, there, Jay. Um, and uh, I remember you telling me off, off, uh, off air here that the best friends entrance, uh, where uh, Trent's mom drives them in in the minivan, and she gives them a little kiss on the cheek, uh, had you laughing, had wholesome.
1: You laughing. Just you the whole the whole spot was just wholesome. I yeah. can ten of ten, Lance. If you and I are a tag team, I can one hundred percent see my mother driving us to the ring. Absolutely. in a minivan and demanding that I give my mother a kiss on the <laughs> way down to the ring.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Justin Roberts here. They were driven to the ring by Trent's mom. Very excited. Uh, can we that. talk
1: about Justin Roberts get up for the week? Like it's cause this is like, this is dynamite. This is like regularly scheduled dynamite time where he wears the suit and he's uh-huh. like, he's wearing the same get up that he had for bash at the beach. I wonder if he just has like, if he just has like beach outfit. In his closet, that's just like hung yeah. up on one hanger. It's just like, no, no, this is my beach outfit. I wear this. This yeah. is this is for casual Friday at work.
0: Yeah, this is uh, when I'm out there, you know, just announcing in front of thousands of people. This is the beach wear that I wear. Um, uh, Hangman and and Kenny Omega are out next. Uh, real, there's a real ass kissing going on here uh, with with Kenny Omega and the announcers. Um, Excalibur says something about five, six, and seven, seven star matches, seven star now, matches. Yeah. And Jr. comes back. Well, let's not get carried away. Mark. Um, I remember hearing somewhere uh, where somebody had mentioned that they hate when wrestlers, when announcers use insider terms. And I'm kind of on that level. I don't like it. I almost feel like you're insulting my intelligence when you say stuff like that, mm-hmm. because I understand I understand the lingo. I'm not in the business. I've been a fan of it my whole life, but I understand what a mark is. I don't need you to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need you to kind of put a stamp on that. Even JR, like, I feel like, look, look, I've been critical of Jim Ross on this show. Jim Ross is my favorite announcer of all time. I don't think anybody's even close. I don't think anybody is. And AEW, though, is not my favorite. It's the the, the Jim Ross we're getting now is not my favorite Jim Ross. Tony Schiavone's killing it. I love Schiavone, I do. And Excalibur, well, let's just say that I think that, uh, I think Tom Phillips makes, uh, Excalibur look like Gorilla Monsoon. So, um, I think that, uh, I, I, you know what? I think Excalibur is solid. JR for me just isn't doing it. He's not snub for me and that that breaks my heart because i've loved this guy since i was a kid he's the one that wanted me to become uh, an announcer in the first place it was jim ross just those, those legendary matches how how are your feelings on jim ross uh AEW before we get into
1: the main event it's here? okay that you're wrong
0: <laughs> i don't think so man i you know i look we're all we're all gonna have our opinions and you know so there it is but uh yeah so the match starts off you know there's a lot of back-and-forth action going on. FTR eventually brings out some chairs. Uh, they start drinking some beer, which I thought was weird because the guy, the one guy was chewing gum while they were doing it, which is kind of gross. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, FTR, they're really building up the FTR-Young Bucks uh, collision that's coming up next week for Fighting the Fallen. Obviously, they're tagging together. Um, Chuck Taylor gets some, some offense in on here. Um, he, he takes – he takes Adam Page out with a clothesline and kind of sends him out of the ring. They they, they go back and forth. Overall, it was a solid match for me. Um, I So I picked Best Friends um, to win the match and win the we titles. Did. I, 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 we did, and we thought this was it. But alas, we were wrong. The match gets about 15 minutes, uh, but it ends after Page hits the buckshot Larry on Trent. Um, do you think it was the right move? keeping the belts on Omega and page.
1: So as soon as I saw that there were 20 minutes left in the show I said, there's no way that, that you can beat Paige and Omega in a 20, in a 20 minutes, uh, TV time remaining, uh, they're, yeah. they're going to drop the belts to somebody in a grueling 25 plus minute match.
0: Yeah. Like that that's, yeah.
1: that's going to happen on pay-per-view. That's not going to happen in a TV time remaining match on, on dynamite. Yeah. Like now however if they cut the Taz promo, if they cut um the promotion for the um for uh fight for the fallen and for um next week, if they cut the Orange Cassidy uh Chris Jericho thing, um if they if they cut out some of if they even cut out Private Party uh and Santana and Ortiz. Uh, I think this could have been that really good match that really puts uh, Best Friends over as champions.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like You cut all that out, though. You got a 40-minute main event. Do you think you would have been all right with that?
1: I would have been okay with a 30-minute main event.
0: I think a 30-minute main event would have... I think the match kind of suffered from going a little short because I think you're right. I think when Omega and Paige do lose the title, it's going to be after an absolute just war with another team that really, and I think it, FT, if there's any a, a team that has tag team champions written all over them, it's gotta be FTR,
1: right? I th- I think so. But I also think that best friends could carry the titles.
0: I, and- I do too. I think this was, I think it was the wrong move if we're being honest. I think that the wrong move was made here because I've said that on, on previous weeks, I think Omega and, and Paige, it's they're going to start showing the cracks, and right here would have been a perfect time for Page to hit uh, Omega with a buckshot, and that's how they lose. Because you know that's how they're going to start building that split. Is something's going to go, you know, um, Omega's going to hit Page with the V trigger, or something's going to go awry, and that's how they're going to lose the titles, and that's how they're going to build it up. Do you think it's Omega and Page at All Out, or do you think they remain tag team champions until then?
1: I I think they hold the tag team champions until then. Uh, yeah, I, a, I tag I team championships, that. excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think they hold them until then, and I'm yeah, I'm I love uh Omega and Paige as a tag team. We've I've talked about it for several episodes of this show that uh, I'm really really big on Hangman, uh, he's probably one of my favorite in the company, and uh, so I love seeing him as champion, it's fun for me. But also at the same time, I think that uh, best friends should have walked out of Daly's place last night as tag team champions would have loved to have seen Trent's mom come back up and pick them up and drive them away. That would have been very fun.
0: (laughs) That would have been what, what, a, what a championship ending that would have been for Trent's mother. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's what we need. uh, That's what we need more of in in wrestling here. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Jay, that's, that's night 1 of Fighter Fest. What were your thoughts overall on night 1 of Fighter Fest? Do you think it compared to the Great American Bash?
1: I didn't watch the Great American Bash. Um I value my time. I think uh <laughs> yeah, I think night 1 was really good. Um there are a couple decisions that I would have gone the other direction on, but hey, that's why I'm not an executive at at AEW. Um but no, I think overall the sh- the show was good and I w- it had my attention throughout. So, yeah. So
0: it was it was cool on that front. Um, speaking of the Great American Bash, I showed you a little clip earlier. Yes, uh, some wrestlers wrestler screwed up pretty badly and they took a picture of what seems like. And it, for those who are listening, if you're at this point and you're going to watch the Great American Bash, here's a spoiler alert. So if you're going to watch it and not care about what's going on, stop right now.
1: You have Uh, been warned.
0: Yes, you have been warned. Uh, Wrestler in the crowd took a picture of the ring of when they shot night two, because like Fighter Fest, uh, NXT's Great American Bass, the second night has been taped already, uh, and it showed Keith Lee holding up both... NXT and North American titles with confetti and, and pyro raining down. I almost feel like Eric Bischoff in the late nineties when he would tell people to turn off WWF raw, here's what happens. So if you are an NXT, if you are an NXT fan and I have just ruined that experience for you, I, I don't know. But the only reason I bring this up is because there's been a lot of chatter about Adam Cole to AEW because Britt Baker's girlfriend's already there. Um, I think he would be a, st- a standout star there. Um, Jay informed me that his 18 months on his contract left. Allegedly, allegedly Ooh, controversial. Yes, yeah, so uh, that's something to keep your eye on. So if you're wanting to know what happens next week, it looks like Keith Lee wins both titles. But, this is uh,
1: Hopefully this isn't a uh... – continued turning point for NXT like uh, it was when Mankind won the championship. Yes. And Eric Bainfield gave it
0: away, and it just, you know, it just turned the tide there. But, uh, to quote Tony
1: Giovanni, that'll put butts in the seats.
0: Absolutely. So, But that brings us to the end of the show this week. Uh, I, I can't believe it, man. We're six episodes in. Uh, I feel really good about it. So, uh, If you get a chance, make sure you check out all the other shows on the Heel Turn Collective. We have Word Up or Bird Up every Sunday. We have the Heel Turn Collective podcast on Tuesdays, and of course we have One with the undercard on Fridays here where me and Jay talk all things all elite wrestling. You can check me out on Twitter at Collective Heel. Jay doesn't have a Twitter because he lives in the 20th century. And also go to the Heel Turn Collective Facebook. Make sure you drop us a like. Uh, When you listen to the show on Spotify and Apple Music, make sure you're rating us and letting us know what you like and what you don't like. And with that being said, Jay, do you have any parting words for the people?
1: Uh, You know, or don't. You don't have to. I'm not your real dad, so... Um, yeah, you don't have to listen to me or Lance uh, yeah. in that respect but until next week uh, be well take care of each other stay safe stay healthy
0: yeah absolutely so I'm Lance he's Jay and until next week people it's fighter fest week two we're gonna see how it all kind of plays out and then we got fight for the fallen right after so until next week uh, we'll see ya